Damn yeah. people. All right. Okay. Welcome back, you guys, to the Nate and Koa podcast. We have our special guest today is our good friend who we grew up with out here on North Shore, Eli Olson. And we're actually just in Tahiti with him. Um, he was on a trip to New Zealand, right, for like six months or something? Almost, yeah. Yeah, you were gone for a while. What was that like, leaving home for so long? Um, it was a cool experience, but it was definitely tough because, uh, I mean, as you guys know, home is special and uh, there's, there's just no place like it. Growing up with your best friends surfing, <laughs> we have such a cool routine. And then to like pull yourself away from that and just have a full not even nine to five, a dark to dark working Monday through Friday. <laughs> it was and trippy. Not just like dark to dark, but you're like doing like, you're still like risking. Like there's like, could get injured, could do, it's like a pretty dangerous job too. Yeah. Um, I mean, I thought surfing big waves and training jujitsu was hard on the body and then started going full-time stunt work and it's really hard on the body. Uh, broke my arm and my hand, got stitches. Super gnarly whiplash. Quite a few bumps and bruises just on this show. And it was uh, quite the learning experience, but it was cool. You kind of nailed it, though, because it was the weirdest winter ever. Worst winter. Like, if there Worst was winter ever of all time. a winter to for be waves. gone for yeah. three months, that was the one. And you were here for the most exciting part of the whole winter, which was the eddy. I was so happy to see how bad it was when I was gone. I was stressing so hard. Like so I was good. like, I was like, okay, mentally prepare for it to be the best pipe I've ever seen. Yeah. Every day. Yeah. You could not have timed that more perfect with any season. Cause if it was a season before, that was oh. like some of the best pipe we got. I would have deleted 40 Instagram. days of pipe. Probably 40 days of pipe would have been torturous. Dude. I would have straight up deleted Instagram and just been like, I can't look at this. So lucky you got. Yeah. That was very lucky. Besides the jobs, what was New Zealand like? Like, did you get any time to go check out the land and the water and do other things? Yeah. Um, that place is like, I mean, we've been to so many beautiful places, but that place is like, it's special. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And everywhere I went, the people were so cool. The food was good. The weather was insane. I was just like, I'll definitely come back either for surfing or just hunting and hanging out. Cause it's like, it's amazing. I yeah. went there once for a two-week trip, a road trip, and it literally, I don't know if you guys, I'm sure, I know you guys have seen the movie The Hobbit or like The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It looks like those scenes. I'm pretty sure that's where they shot it all, they too. They have a town there called Hobbiton where you can go and stay and pretend you're a hobbit. Are the people little? <laughs> no. <laughs> but they have their little houses in the hills set up. Like, it's like a staycation. You can go live there. I wonder if that shit's real, like hobbits. If I go to New Zealand, I'm spending a few days. You're going to turn to a hobbit. <laughs> you're going to start walking around with your back all hunched over. I'm like, I'm going to fit into this little house. <laughs> you and your wife. Go. They have a zone, I think, where they film... Um, they filmed Lord of the Rings. We actually shot in a spot where they might have filmed some of it, but I don't know which one. Yeah. Yeah. So it was insane. So for those of you who don't know, Eli's been working on like big time Hollywood movies doing stunts. And that's why he was in New Zealand for so long. But can you give away anything about like what you were doing there or like what job you're on? Yeah. How much you made? Um, um, <laughs> your, your can we get your social, yeah, your pin, um, a photo of your ID, social, <laughs> and a uh, blank check um, for this podcast? The show is called <laughs> Chief of War. It'll be on Apple TV. I don't know when 
it'll come out. But um, it's based on true Hawaiian history and true events with King Kamehameha and his army. And I don't know how much I can talk, so I'll like keep it around there. Yeah, yeah, but it was it was really there. awesome to be on a project representing Hawaii and telling a story on a massive platform because I don't think it's ever been done before. And uh, I just felt like grateful to be working in New Zealand, representing home with like a super talented team and Jason Momoa, who's he's like the biggest star in the world right now. So Definitely. that's really cool. That's so sick. It's on Apple TV. Their stuff is insane. I recently yeah. just finally gave in and signed up. And I, I got to do it. That was somehow the only it's thing so I good. Don't, their series the only like, one I don't have. Remember when HBO was like that? Like you had Netflix and Amazon, but yeah. HBO had like the Game of Thrones, like the banger shows. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what Apple TV is now. They got a crazy good series. Yeah, Jason has that other show on there. See? Mm-hmm. Right? The blind mm-hmm. thing, yeah. Yeah, that was sick. All right, you guys. Um, I'd like to introduce you guys to this thing called Magic Mind. It is something I've been taking now for, I'd say, a month and a half. And I have it every morning alongside my coffee. And it has boosted my productivity like never before. I'm honestly so happy that I've found something like this. And... If you guys would like to get some Magic Mind, go to magicmind.co forward slash Nate. We got a 20% off code for you. It's Nate. If you get the subscription, it stacks with the on-site discounts and comes with free shipping. So go check them out. They're absolutely amazing. Use yeah. our code as well. Yep. It's a dope little product. Um, anything from you guys are in school or working on something like that, you're, maybe you're a creator, you're filming too, you're on YouTube, you're doing stuff. Things like being coming across articulate and remembering what you wanted to say and saying it in a way that gets across easily and not tripping over your words or being confusing, like things like that. This stuff really helps with stuff like that, keeping focused and keeping your day planned um, and doing all kinds of stuff like that. So it's good. Magic mind. Back to the flute. Pretty cool to um, see like people. What about just like the vibe of switching it up, like um, working in a different job than professional surfing, which is like what we've known all our lives. Yeah. We've very, barely ever like um, explored anything outside of that, right? Mm-hmm. Our, all our goals, everything has been surf based. Was it like kind of sick to have something outside of surf, something new, something different? Yeah, it was definitely like a double-edged sword, like, you, we work so hard in surfing and we've put our heart and soul into it our whole lives. And then to pull yourself out of it and like not be surfing, watching your friends kind of score and do trips, like it was trippy for sure. But it did make me appreciate surfing even more and like constantly remind myself like we have it so good. And like working yeah. these crazy hours with people and like, you know, you don't get to pick who you work with. You kind of just like, working and luckily everyone in New Zealand was amazing and I loved all those people and I made like lifelong friends but surfing you get to pick your crew you get to pick where you go you get to pick how hard you want to go and how complicated or easy you want to make it like the stunt work was yeah. it was a trip because you just they said everything and you 
you just like I show up and they say jump and I say how high. That's crazy. Yeah. I didn't even think about that too. Is like we on top of it all, we get to pick who we work with. Yeah, we're and our friends we grew up with. Like, let's go on a trip together. It's like a boys' trip. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. let's start a, a podcast together. Yeah. yeah, but we're lucky though because a lot of surfers have to grind on the QS, like yeah. the qualifying series, to get on the championship tour. Well, that's their so, dream. They're chasing their dream. Yeah. So they they put themselves in that position. A lot of guys you see who don't like who have been chasing it for so long, like the contest scene. Once they finally are like, okay, I'm done, they'll always give like a little free surf push or like a YouTube push. And it's just like, damn, you should have just been doing that the whole time. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's how it goes. Speaking of chasing, we all three just chased the swell to Tahiti. And that was interesting. Was pretty much nothing like we thought. <laughs> like the amount of hype, the amount of forecasting, and everyone's posting their graphs and their diagrams and their red oh, blobs God. and saying it's going to be. Like this swell, it's gonna be this big, it's gonna be code red. Yeah, and then we show up, everyone and their mom flies in for the toe swell of the century. Surfline's live streaming it. Surfline has I a live love stream that. set up. I love their six foot toe waves, they're live streaming. Dude. Not just that though, like this is when we've all talked about it and we wanted to bring it up on here because we'd love for you guys just to have we're just your opinion, period, on the whole thing. But to us, is like. We each put so much work into building our own platforms and controlling our own content. Why? Because you guys can come to us to find content of us. You don't have mm -hmm. to go to a surf line and give them the benefit. Like It goes back to you guys supporting the surfers for the work they do versus supporting the big platforms. And all they give is maybe a shout out to the surfer. You know, They have the yeah, big advertisers it. on their pages. They have the big sponsor money on coming in for them. And the surfer gets a shout out at the end of it. So for surfers, controlling their content is super important and being in charge of their own content. Mm -hmm. But nowadays, we have something like this, and this is kind of like the first time it's happened, but they've been edging towards it. Surfline, we all spend money to go there. The locals hire their boats, they hire their skis, they hire their drivers. They're spending money too. We're spending yeah. money to fly in. Mm -hmm. We are putting our lives at risk. Surfline shows up. They put on this yeah. huge live stream. They have huge sponsors. They're playing ads during the live stream. Yeah. They're selling merch during the live stream. Yeah. And they're filming us put our lives at risk. It's yeah. kind of like a crazy, it's just, it's just mind blowing. Like, I mean, it's on, it is on us because it's on us to like stand up to it, but it's also just baffling to see it play out and see it like, wait, wait, wait. How did, wait, how did this benefit the surfers again? Oh. It doesn't. I said your name on the live stream, or yeah, or we we showed someone you. Like, oh, I can do it on my own, but now everyone's seen my waves on your platform. Yeah. So when I, by the time it hits my channel, it's secondhand. Yeah. It's yeah. boring. It's old news. Yeah. No, it's already like those because like it's funny to say, but are like when you are a free surfer putting out YouTube videos, or you're trying to make it in surfing, or like you're a local kid from somewhere that they show up. I think it's kind of beneficial, but for us. Is like once those it's already seen, it's like takes away from what we can create and put out there because people are like, oh, I already seen the whole day, so it's like I'm I'm not gonna watch this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Where it's already been put out. But my favorite thing was that everyone was towing in the six footers. I, it was all live. All of our and they years, cut it in half. It was done. It was done after half day. I all thought, three of us have been going to Tahiti for how long? Like nineteen years ago was my first trip. Pretty much nineteen twenty years. Yeah. We've never mm -hmm. seen anything like that. I even thought that was crazy. Going back dude. to all the forecasts, I thought we got pretty good at forecasting, and even us, we were like, "It's gonna be on. It's gonna be huge." Yeah. But I was a tiny bit worried about the seconds, 
being like a kind of like shrinking, but still. We should have known. We just were looking at it like, oh, it's going to make it better because Tahiti, you want a large interval like here. Yeah. Like you want a 20, <clears throat> 21 second interval yeah. for it to be toe. And we're watching it at like 16 seconds. And there was just so much misleading information coming in that I was like, oh, I guess it's going to be sick, you know, because the storm's super close. The seconds are at 14 to 16 seconds, and it just didn't show up this well. But we had billion, it was honestly billionaire ear. <laughs> <laughs> if you were to <laughs> the point break swell, I was like, that was 25 feet. Like, yeah, really? no. I uh, yeah. To be honest, I was going either way because you guys were going. I was yeah. just like, I've been working this whole time. Yeah, I was like, it could be two foot and onshore, and I'm gonna be like, I'm with my boys yeah. in Tahiti. Yeah, we're gonna I was have just a good like, time. Fuck. Let's just go wherever. We, there was a bit of a natural, little natural disaster that happened mm-hmm. at the end of the road at Chopo. Yeah. And um, a lot of people lost everything in their homes and stuff. So we're going to put a link in the description of this video. That's a good idea. Um, just right here, click it. You can donate. It's like a French GoFundMe or it's like a GoFundMe. It's, it's kind of hard version. to do. GoFundMe doesn't work there, so they have their version of it. Um, but the site's not that confusing. If you guys yeah. get on it, don't be freaked out if it's in French. It's, it's pretty simple. You just scroll down and there's... Yeah. The payment link right there. You don't have to donate. If you have the means, do so. If not, yeah, it's all good. I think, I mean, what about, so we're in Tahiti, right? And Zord, Nate's filmer, gets that crazy shot of a car and like this massive barrel at Chopes in the background. Because the little natural disaster was this like huge flood, ripped cars out to sea to the lineup. And Zord gets this photo of a car in front of this massive barrel in like the middle of the ocean. So Do it's you like this show photos on this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll put it up. Show it. But it's like the craziest <laughs> photo. And this is another thing that these surf like websites just do, but like stab hits Zord up stab mm-hmm. magazine and goes, Hey, can we use that post? And, or can we take that photo and post in our story? Like to help, which is cool. And Zord's like not asking for money for his photo. He's like, yeah, if you donate a thousand dollars to this link, yeah. which stab has made how much money off of Chopes. Yeah. And Tahiti. And they're like, oh, our post would be um, worth way more than $1,000. I'm like, you can't, like, we could donate $1,000. You're a huge magazine and you can't donate a grand to this place that's probably made you so much money and the local people that are from there. Yeah. Just going full circle to. I'm just getting frustrated. I gotta, it's we got to come back to a good, going, good no, place. It's, it's going full it's circle. I'm, I'm happy you guys did bring it up because when I was vlogging with you guys too and had my own channel I was pushing heart rates elevated I was getting Eli's sweating dude <laughs> experience I was I was kind of I was kind of like the, the heat I was kind of nervous sitting yeah, down and up. I'm on I'm not even gonna lie I'm on day two hangover and I'm wounded right now He's sweating the alcohol I'm not even gonna not even gonna front I am yeah, fans on. day two hangover yeah crank that fan okay so that, um, what, were, what were you saying? Sorry. I'm distracted. I'm just so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> we full circle. I, um, were you taking a break? Exactly you're no, doing your vlog full stuff. circle. I was happy you guys brought it up because it doesn't matter if it's a random guy whose hobby is YouTube or if it's a massive company. Just blowing our shit out. Nothing bugged me more than when I would surf pipe from dark to dark. Oh, my God. Put our yeah. heart and soul, getting tweaked, slamming the reef, going back out, breaking boards doing everything to put out this content for our sponsors and followers just to get home and like the same day see somebody post all of our clips and just be like pipeline turns on or whatever and it felt like to me like like news channels like they didn't care about being right they didn't care about putting out good stuff they just wanted to be first 
That's and so they're blowing yeah. our shit out. And I was just like, I even asked some of the filmers that I recognized. I was just like, hey, you can use anything you want of me. I was like, can you just let me use my stuff first? Mm -hmm. And the guy was just blown away by my question. I was just like, well. No, it's it's yeah. insane. It's we are in the water and the session's posted before we get out of the water. Yeah. And it's a nightmare. We're like putting yeah. all this work and money into like making our channels. And these guys stroll down to the beach, set up the camera, hit record, sit back, <laughs> yeah. two hours, head home, timeline it, and post it. Yeah. And so it just goes back to complete dilution of what we're trying to do. We're the guys out there putting everything on the line. Like if you guys you guys do support us. And if you want to keep it that way, you got to watch the surface content on their channels. Yeah. None of these. That's what we're talking about in Tahiti. I was like, channels tell that pop up and just post all of our waves and all of our sessions on got random dudes that bought a camera and just mm -hmm. using, they're piggybacking off of what we do for their own gain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, they, some may not even see it as like, oh, it's whatever, but. At the end of the They're day, thieves. it's just like total, total like thievery, thievery of our work. Yeah. And taking away from what we do. But. Ja feel. Oh. Ja definitely feel. Yeah. I, uh, so, Eli, you were vlogging for a while. Now that you're back from New Zealand, mm -hmm. are you thinking about, what are you, well, what's your plan now? So you were gone for a while. You moved away. You moved yeah. from home. It's gone now for you're like back. half a year. I'm back. Are you just ready um, to chill? Or are you ready to like. I'm. Do like something. I was, like I was saying, I was like so excited and grateful to just like be back surfing. And like I was saying, we could have gone anywhere. It could have been two feet, could have been a mm -hmm. hundred feet. I was just happy to get back to it. I was super grateful. My sponsors were like, I was so worried that they're going to be like, oh, you're leaving? Like might pull back and who knows? Yeah. Like it's a crazy industry. And they were so supportive that I was just like, that's awesome. These guys are amazing. And I was just like so grateful. And then the season was. The worst season ever, so I got so lucky. I got to surf the Eddie. Our poor Nate was injured with a broken back. I got lucky, too. The season, I was yeah. equally happy as you. Yeah. The season yeah. was that bad. I, um, well, you kind of filmed everyone's clips and put them out, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's, oh, he's I'm that guy. I'm the Raw Channel. Oh, my God. I poached the whole Eddie. Oh, no, that was sick. Your Eddie was first. sick. You saw it here yeah. first. Um, but yeah, I'm just happy to be back. And uh, I'm excited to see wherever we go and uh, just keep chasing waves. And we we live the fucking dream. Yes. We have like the best life. And we got to be grateful for you guys who support us and make it possible and um, companies that support us. And I'm just grateful. And I'm having a super good time balancing the stunt work and the surfing and... Uh, you know, when we were young, you guys started taking off quick and we were all pushing each other and you guys started getting these big contracts and I was kind of like behind and I was just like, okay, like I used to get caught up in comparison and that was like the worst thing ever for me because I was just like, fuck, I'm, we're all doing the same thing, but I'm getting pennies. And I was just, when I finally was like, okay, you know what, they deserve this and I'm not getting that, but I was never scared of hard work. And I was yeah. just like, if I have to go different routes, like my dad works construction. I was just like, I, if I got to swing a hammer, like whatever, I'm going to just yeah. do what I got to do because Hawaii is so expensive. And I got so lucky the way, I don't know, life's a trip. Like people were telling me to do sun work for years and I was kind of like, nah, I'm just surfing. I'm just surfing. And then I remember finally giving it a try, getting my foot in the door and it felt like it just 
having the martial arts background and a look where I can pass for a lot of different races, it's just, it worked perfect. Yeah, and if you guys don't know, Eli is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. Um, he's yeah. given a ton of time and part of his life to becoming and studying that art. And he's actually done an actual fight in a cage. Like a, <laughs> yeah. a, an MMA yeah. fight with, like, get in a cage with another dude and see who wins, like, fist fighting. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty gnarly. What, what was that like? Was that dude. anything? Because the only thing I have to compare, like, adrenaline to, I'm sure you two, Nay, is, like, yeah. big waves or, like, totally. that's kind of it. Mm-hmm. So, like, was that? Similar or, or more? Or less? It was it was a trip, dude. There was um. Was it more intense or was it, like? It's almost it's different because I'm like, okay, something that helped me huge was I was like, we surf jaws, we surf giant pipe, we surf giant chokes, we go around the world, we put our lives on the line constantly. And that yeah. might sound extreme, but it's true. We put mm-hmm. our lives on the line yeah. every single big swell. And a lot of people don't know that. But my mindset going into the fight was, I was like, I could get knocked out. I could get super embarrassed. I could get injured, but I'm not going to die. I was like, a giant jaw set on the head could kill, could kill us. Yeah. I was like, yeah. this guy could kick me in my chin and just put me out. I wake up and everybody's like, you went viral. And I'm like, really? And they're like, yeah, <laughs> you, got, you got knocked <laughs> you out. You got the wrong so side of the viral. Like, so I was just like, okay, that could happen. But at the same time, I think I had a huge head start on the mental aspect being like, this isn't going to kill me. And I just was like, I'm going to just train as hard as I can. I'm going to take it super serious. And uh, like you said, like I've put in so much time training jujitsu over the years um, that I was just like, okay, if I, if I don't cut one corner and I just put everything I have into it, I was just like, if this guy beats me, he deserves to. And uh, I just was, the adrenaline was crazy. Uh, every single night after training twice a day for, I would train Monday through Saturday two times, sometimes three times a day. I would only take Sundays off to get body work, do sauna, ice, all that. And um, I was just like, every single night going to bed, I would think of the best and worst outcomes. Like I'd just be laying there and I'd be like, I could get knocked out, I could get injured. Or I was like, I could knock him out, I could choke him out. And the mind would just race. And it was a a trippy experience for sure. But I was super happy I did it and I felt like it was just one more thing that I checked off the list and I was just like, because if I never did it, I trained my whole life. I would have always, always think about it. Always been like, shoulda, coulda, woulda. Yeah. And Eli won his fight, you guys. So yeah. it went, it went really well. He smoked the guy in like 45 seconds yeah. or something, right? It was quick. It was <laughs> yeah. yeah. And what was really cool too about the support crew was like, you know, in surfing we're we're best friends and we push each other, but we're competitive. Mm-hmm. We all want the same wave. We all want the standout performance, you know, like, We've done a really good job, our crew, of having that balance of being like super hungry and pushing each other, but also being like happy for each other, you know, and we give each other little jabs, but it's not like a, it's a trippy thing. Like even your best friends or your teammates, you're competing in surfing, but with the fighting, it was like my teammates, my friends, everybody was like pure 100% support. And like, I was, it was just a. It felt really good to feel that. Like it was just different kind of different, different kind of like support and push. And uh, yeah, I was just happy that I went through the whole experience and it went it went great. Yeah, yeah. I I was I mean I was there too at the fight and I I don't think I've ever yelled 
so much or so loud in my <laughs> You're life. You're more stressed than he was. I, yeah. I felt like I was about to fight. I was standing outside the cage. Because, like, you know, I didn't, I've never had such a good friend. Like, like, to get into a ring to me is, like, something I would never do. Yeah. And, like, to just fight someone in front of a bunch of people is, like, that sounds like the least appealing thing to me. Yeah. But Eli has been training his whole life. But I just remember, like, watching you walk in or even at the weigh-ins, I was just, like, I don't know. I felt like I was going to fight, yeah. but like clearly I, yeah. I wasn't, but who knows? Yeah. I might've gone to fight in the crowd if, uh, if shit yeah. went bad, yeah, it was, but it was wild. Yeah. I, I even had adrenaline like going crazy just watching you go in. So I was like, I wonder what that was like being in there. Like, do you almost like go into a meditative state or do you go just like, did it feel similar? Like when you finally catch, like say a life threatening wave or jaws or something, you know, how, like once you finally get to your feet, all the thoughts are gone in your instinctive mode. Yeah, is that how? Yeah, yeah. As soon as the timer hit, you go instinct. It was super similar. Like the, you know how like these huge swells get hyped up. How the lead up is almost the worst part. Oh, mm-hmm. I was gonna say that too because you had the lead up's almost worse for Dude, the fight. Dude, the lead up's worse a month they, or two. Like the the local yeah. news channels were interviewing me, <laughs> oh, and I was just like, I was like, almost want to tell everyone leave me alone. I was like, what if I do all of this yeah. and you get knocked out? I was swells. It's like out. a week or two. Like it yeah. happens quick and then it's on. But that yeah. is like yeah, and days something, and days. Something with um, surfing, too, is even if you go out and you have a shocker, you were still charging. It's still respected. I was just like, I could go out, have a shocker, and just be so embarrassed. I'm going to just have to live with this. It's going to be all over social media. I was like, it was stressful for sure. But um, like you were saying, like the lead up was the super hard part, and cutting weight was super gnarly. I'm could maybe show a photo of how sucked in I was. I cut yeah, like I 27 yeah, pounds. so lean. I looks like, like a crackhead at the way yeah, ends. So the photo you took, I'm like, my face was sucked <laughs> yeah, in. I was so like gnarly. as cut as you could ever be. Probably, <laughs> I was worried for you. I was probably a really unhealthy way of doing it, but I was just like, luckily I was headstrong where I was like, could just push through. What weight did you cut down to? I started camp at like 168 pounds and I weighed in at 143 and I was just, Skeletor. That is gnarly. Yeah. In what time gnarly. period? Mm, I probably in a week started my cut. So in a week. Did that in a week? Yeah. I thought it would be gradual through the. I was slowly just eating cleaner, and but I was eating a lot because I was training so hard. I had to keep eating. That's crazy and to then, me. That fight. That it just seems like you're you're going into combat. You would want to be as healthy as you could possibly be, and fighters are like. I'm going to dehydrate the shit out of myself. <laughs> yeah, the, I'm going to yeah. not eat and I'm going to train twice as hard uh, as I normally would. Then I'm going to fight somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it is pretty it's backwards. backwards it's bro. so it's, funny. What a, yeah, what an interesting concept. Like, it's the very night strange. before. The night before. A no lot of water. guys are just like, just death. In like a sauna, skeleton. no water. I was thinking about what like, we do before surfing is like, I'm God, eating a huge meal. I'm drinking sleeping, as much like, as I can. I'm trying to sleep as good as I can. And then, yeah, like the day before, killing yourself, cutting weight. Dying and then trying to catch up and hydrate and eat a that bunch of food. Crazy, that was a trip for sure. I'm like, claiming fights should just be based off of height and reach, maybe, and you can just juice up if you want steroids. Bro, I would. I it mean, would be pride so interesting. Pride used to do that, and that was the most entertaining shit ever. Like, uh, they just make a division for it. Be like, okay, give like, them yeah. a division. Yeah, yeah, be like, here, this is for the juice heads that want to go huge. <laughs> just say <laughs> no testing. Literally, <laughs> no testing. Literally, no testing for test. Heads off, go for it. I'd watch. I'd watch it. I'd watch. Yeah, it'd probably do well. This guys trying to grab each other's eyeballs. Yeah, 
Roid rage. Po- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to they eat. lose and they're still trying to fight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, back to like we were get we were aiming it, but we got sidetracked. Wait, I had one more question for Eli's fight. Yeah, oh, go. I was gonna say it too, but you oh, okay, go go go. I was just Sorry. gonna say that in, back to the instinct thing, the flow state thing. Oh yeah. Did that hit when the timer started, or did it hit when you got in the cage? Like it final somehow it hit even earlier. Like I um I didn't know what to expect. I was I was nervous, I was scared, I was excited. I was just like I put in so much work that I was like, this is the time. And whatever happens, happens. And I was thinking about it. I was like, I could go out there and lose. Or I could go out there and win. Either way, I was like, my people, my friends, my family, they're going to they're gonna support me and have my back. And that kind of like mindset of like no expectations helped me a lot. I was just like. But when did it click? Like when I was war- warming up. When I was warming up, my coach was like, okay, you're in two fights. And I was just like, I had a huge wave of. The feels where I was like, holy fuck, this is the time. And like I was massive just like, adrenaline dump. A pretty big a wave of adrenaline. But then I was like, I was like, okay, so I had to go walk through the crowd to go get my gloves. And I remember seeing all of the boys and yeah. I was just hugging everybody and kind of talking story. And I just was like, had taken away the nerves kind of mm-hmm. and like replace it with like feeling the love from everyone. And it like warmed me up. And I was just like, I felt really good. And then I went back to the room gloved up and I started hitting mitts and wrestling lightly doing kind of like a shakeout to get warmed up and right around that stage it was just like almost kind of like going tunnel vision I remember my coach being like looking at me and he's just like are you nervous and I was just like not really just laser yeah I was kind of just like I was just like I trained so hard I was like there's no way this guy worked harder than me and I was like I was hungry I was like I'm gonna fuck this guy up it's just so interesting to me, like, to think about what happens to your body when you finally click over, whether it's, like, you're standing up or you you hit that mode. Perception expansion, like, you're guaranteed, because of the adrenaline, you're faster and stronger and visually taking yeah. in more than you ever are going to be, not in a life-threatening or perceived life-threatening situation. Yeah. I think we talked about that before, and I swear I thought about it, where I was like, we talked about the adrenaline helping, and then I talked to another fighter saying, like, hey, nerves is good. He's like, you're going to be you need it. super on it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. So I started to kind of welcome the nerves, and I was yeah. just like, I was like, hey, I might be just fast twitch, just on point. Yeah, because faster I'm, than I've ever been. Yeah, I was like, I might be scared, so, like, if, if he throws something, I can just maybe read it. And and I just, uh, I kind of just clicked into that autopilot mode. So sick. And they called, they called my name, and... They played the wrong song, which sucked. I'm no, so oh, I forgot about that. No, I, oh. I picked this old rap song that I grew up listening to with all the boys. So like, I was just like, this is just kind of like the hood rap jam that I picked. And they played some random one. I was just like, whatever. I was already in the zone. I was walking out, just seeing Koa and every one of my friends like cheering in the crowd. And I was just like, it was weird. It felt like, felt like everything was going so fast. But at the same time, I was like, in slow motion. It was just trippy. And I, I got to the stage, got Vaseline on the face, gave my coaches a hug, and I crawled in the cage. And I just remember just being like, oh, it's just, it felt like the story was already written. I was just like, I'm, I was just like, I'm just along yeah. for the ride. And so I got, good. I got the win in 42 seconds and barely, so barely got punched. And I'm kind of, I have a little bit of a reputation for a triangle in jujitsu in Hawaii. 
from local tournaments and I was, able to, say. I was able to get the win. Oh my God. I was able to get the win. And we're not talking about anything else in the street. None of that. We're going to leave it at that. Okay, back. I just yeah, literally have one question. It's like a simple yes or no, but um, could you hear the crowd when you were fighting? Oh, yeah. Because I think about that. You know, people are always like, oh, yeah. what do you hear in the barrel? And if it's like a big barrel, you're like, I don't hear anything. Okay. Like, I can't remember. Did I, you hear? Like, what did you, did you hear anything? I couldn't when you were hear fighting? anything but my coaches. So you did hear them? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And it's because, especially JD, Jeff Doner, he's been my coach, white belt, three black belt. His, his voice must be embedded he's, he's got a in your brain. He's got a distinctive voice, too. He's got that deep, raspy yeah. voice. And he was yelling and... Um, I don't know. It's just a familiar voice through the chaos, but I couldn't really hear. You know, you can kind of hear the crowd and stuff, but it was just, just not focused on it. Yeah, I was focused like, on finishing the guy, and I was really happy how patient and calm I was once it was all the training last just on. clicked. Yeah, in. yeah it was full autopilot. And then, as um, soon as he tapped, and I stood up, and just that's when I could hear the roars through the building. And I'm looking literally at Koa and claw and just my dad and my brother and every one of my friends and like it was just they're screaming i climbed the fence and like that was a moment i'll take to the grave for sure like it was yeah. just so different from anything so cool and i was just like in that moment i literally was like now i know why guys get addicted to fighting and they have such a hard time retiring because that feeling is such a pure just a crazy experience that I was just like, it's addicting for sure. Chasing the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, it's, cool. it's kind of the same with surfing. Like, I guess it it applies to fighters as well. I would think like, you grow up fighting or you grow up surfing. And it's your passion is like that. Like you grew up in the gym or you grew up in the ocean. And like, say we retire as a surfer, like we're never gonna stop surfing. No. Nah. But maybe we retire from like either competitive or like making videos or something, but like those fighters, they like, they're getting old. They're just like, I want to fight. Cause I just love it. I yeah. like training. Yeah. So that's, that's how I see it. I'm, I'm like, where you see guys in like UFC or like some big thing, you're like, Oh, like that guy should retire, you know, like retire on top. But they just have, it seems like they just have a love for it. It seems it's cool to me when those fighters can give it up and wrap it. Cause they're tired of getting punched in the head. And go into coaching because yeah. it seems like it gives mm-hmm. them that satisfaction, I but they don't have to that. get in the ring. Yeah, they're, yeah. On, they're just as fired up for their guy they're coaching, mm-hmm. but they're not taking the damage anymore. I wish more yeah. guys would do that. Yeah, yeah, because like it's it's tough, but I think it's like it's that's all they know. Yeah, and they it's like their identity. So if they don't have that, I feel like a lot of people have like this identity crisis, and they don't know. It's so sad to see yeah, when they come out dude, and then they sucks. get beat up and then you just like each fight they just get knocked out more. And We've like, even seen it. <laughs> so so sad. I'm <laughs> well, like no, yeah, no, yeah. everyone's I'm younger like, and like, faster. <laughs> like yeah, I'm like bro, time's not on your side and no. you're, you're the man. Just do go to coaching and. But that'd be like okay, you're not allowed to pal out anymore, or like not allowed, but like you shouldn't you shouldn't go out there. Yeah. To like Rockies even, yeah. well, I guess it'd be like you get old and you, you're like no, you shouldn't go out to pipe anymore or Waimea. I'd be like, uh, maybe a good call. Yeah. I don't know. It's like mm. waves that don't stress me out. Yeah. Yeah. Go fight chicks. 
Um, something I think would be super interesting. We touched on it earlier, the toe paddle thing. People probably don't, or maybe they do, but to differentiate, like, oh, what is toe God. and what is paddle and, like, what makes the toe and what makes the paddle and... What's embarrassing? Yeah, and, I, and it's not mm. necessarily that we're against toe, right? We're not against toe surfing. You know, it's not a paddle, it's paddle for life or never toe. It's toe waves that have to be towed. Yeah. Paddle waves that can be paddled or you think can be paddled. Exactly. That's yeah. the difference. When it comes to the argument, it's not us hating guys on jet skis getting whipped in. They can mm -hmm. do that at the waves that are that heavy that you cannot paddle them. It's guys yeah. getting whipped into waves that you can paddle. Yeah. Because that's not going to be that guy's wave of his life. But it could potentially be a guy paddling his wave of his life. Yeah. You know, because yeah. the drop is 50% of it. And it's just that, that much heavier to paddle in with your own two arms. Like, the scale is a lot. It takes a lot less to get your wave of your life like that than it does towing in. Mm -hmm. Because you can tow into something that's potentially very, very, very difficult. Yeah. And if not impossible, which it should be. Impossible to paddle should be what guys are towing. Yeah. yeah. Well, if guys... So, like... We're, we're kind of talking about Tahiti, our last trip. If guys are towing all like the semi, you think paddleable waves, like you can't, you can't progress the paddle surfing. Like the Groms over there, if there's a bomb that they might have whipped it on, but some somebody's whipping in from the point, like they're not going to go, clearly, especially if you see a jet ski coming down the line. Like maybe he would have went and made it on a wave that's never been like thought paddleable. That's mm -hmm. it. It comes down so, to your focus. Like, when you get into that mindset of let's push the limit and paddle something or do something that's never been done before, you need so much intent and willpower to swing on that huge one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just anything giving you the excuse to not to, you're gonna your body's yeah. just gonna instinctively take it. Because yeah. you don't wanna risk your life, but yeah. that's what we do, right? We overpower the thought of that little thing saying, Don't do it, don't mm -hmm. risk it, and we're like, fuck it, I'm going, I'm gonna make it. Yeah. But I've watched, when someone's watched you in, guys do that. It's like huge shoves. You can't focus. That it'll no. snap you out of that focus when someone's just like, oh, like. Yeah, my mindset's like, if I don't go, Nate's gonna go. I can't have that. <laughs> yeah, that friendly. <laughs> or <rivalry>. Eli. <laughs> I've watched these guys push the limits and get the best, in my opinion, the best paddle waves. Yeah. Ever ridden. Nate, Nate, big chopu. I think Nate, that chopu wave you got, we can put it in here. Was that in 2018 or 16? Yeah, 2015, 2015 or 2016, I think. That has to be still to this day one of the gnarliest paddle mm -hmm. waves out of any size wave. Because, yeah. like, from Jaws to start to, to finish, that thing was just like to outer reefs to anything. It was psycho. That, in my book, I think is still the gnarliest wave ever paddled, especially if you've been to Chopo and you know how gnarly that wave is. Yeah. So, like, if, say, that session, we're all out there, Nate gets this crazy wave, we will we'll play it. But if someone was whipping down the line on that wave, like I, you wouldn't oh, yeah, have no, gone. No chance. I would yeah. have yeah. looked back and been like, "Thank you for the excuse yeah. to not go." Yeah, but like I was terrified to go. Yeah. But then sessions—that's a perfect example because sessions like that, nobody's whipping, and there was a ton of waves that day that were just mind-bending right on the verge. Yeah. And we were just like, maybe, maybe, maybe. And so we got mm -hmm. to escalate the session to that level. Yeah. yeah. I saw the same thing last year when Balram and Emio Matai paddled some like really, really heavy waves. Nobody towing, but there was waves coming through that 
were just right on the border of the biggest I've seen. And so the session can escalate into that. Yeah. With it's just But that's where like you set the bar even higher. Like yeah. that was a still like people look at them and be like, Oh, I wonder if we can do better. Mm-hmm. You know, like Groms over there now are sending it. So probably high. because they've seen that wave. And they're For like, sure. Oh, it is possible. Whereas before, like we'd look at them and be like, No. Impossible. Maybe yeah. not possible, but yeah. it just takes one person to be like, No, it's possible. That's the best thing with surfing is like we've all done so much like humans have pushed it so hard but there's just we're just barely tapping in like Mm -hmm. every time anyone's ever said not possible in surf Mm -hmm. two or three five years down the line it's the regular the young kids start getting raised on that being totally possible Mm -hmm. then they push it to a new level and then the younger kids see that and that's the new normal and like where does it end is going to be in 10 more years where the paddle is remember when we were groms i didn't know if i was ever going to make it to Mavericks or if I was ever going to surf Jaws. And then fast forward some years, our first session ever is paddling Jaws. And I'm like sitting out there, I'm like, we're paddling Jaws. And I grew up wondering if I'd ever even surf there. And yeah, like you guys have a really good point. Like if people don't push the limits like that, it's just going to, that's how it just continues to grow. And we wanted to tow. We all brought tow boards over there and, um, that's the thing. We're not knocking towing at all. We love it. We just no. There's there's a time and a place for it. I wanted exactly, it. Yeah. I wanted if, it to be a hundred foot and if, just to tow. Me and Co were gonna team up, and I was just like, Co, I'm gonna whip you on a fucking monster. Yeah, no. I, and we, I was like going. Remember, I was like, we're going to war. Like yeah. with all the tow teams, I was like, we're we're in it. Like it would have been and fine just, yeah. to tow if people weren't paddling. Like say, no one wanted to paddle. None of the local guys were out there trying to send it, or like us even. Like then go ahead. Tow or go somewhere else and tow if you want to tow. And there was a lot, there was a lot of foreigners. Like, I understand, like, locals, it's their spot. Like, they want to tow. And the locals towed big ones. The locals, they were on really big waves. You know, I didn't see any of the locals on those ones we're talking about. It was guys that flew in and towed literal waves that some of the waves, not even the paddle crowd looked at. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you can go watch our most recent, mine and Nate's most yeah. recent Tahiti videos. Nice up. highlight in Bro, there. It was insane. <laughs> I, I put all the tiny toe waves and then I put the local boys paddling bigger <laughs> yeah, waves than so every sick. toe wave. I love how you put it back to back. Straight yeah. in, yeah. like the music yeah. dropped on the youngest kid Gilbert. there. He's 16 years old, Gilbert. Gilbert. He's the real deal. He's so gnarly yeah. going on paddling some of the biggest waves and he's paddling bigger waves than guys are towing. Oh, yeah. yeah it's just like, dude, imagine the shame. Embarrassing. I, I would well, feel like fall on the sword. Like, I'm, me, I'm done. Yeah, no, me and Eli. Like, write me off. I just towed a six-footer. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, please, everyone, delete their footage. <laughs> oh, shit, it's live on Surfline. I'm done. <laughs> dude, me and Cope pulled up on the ski so excited. Ready to tow. We had all our boards, yeah. rope, everything, yeah, I had ski my ready. my vest on, just sweating, yeah. sunscreen just melting off, and we took one look at the sets. And we're like, Nate's already, right when we pulled up, you were, you were like paddling. And I'm like, Nate's going. He jumped on a gnarly yeah, one. Yeah. And right then we we're just like, oh, it's just not tow. No. So we just were like, okay, let's drop our tow boards off, grab our paddle gear. And yeah. And then next thing you know, guys were whipping past us all day. And I was, it was frustrating. I was yeah. just like, I came was, in because I was like, I have just, that was I the can't shortest do it. session we've ever had in ever. <laughs> normally, normally we're, just so cooked, pushing ourselves so hard all day. And we all got a couple waves, and we are just like, 
these guys are just whipping past us. It, I was done, bro. Yeah. I sat on the boat. The rest <laughs> I was cut. I was getting slightly frustrated. Yeah. Like, whatever. Have it. It's a zoo, man. I'd rather go. I'd rather, honestly, like, the funnest thing for me has been surfing waves I've never surfed before, going, and for me, it feels new and exciting. Yeah. These waves, we just, like, I love Tahiti, I love Fiji, I love Pipe, but honestly, I'm just like, man, we've been doing this for 20 years. Let's, like, surf new stuff. Mm. It's so exciting to see new reefs and new ways, and the fire you get to surf it. Is so it's just no past trauma, like the Tahiti. So there's like all this built-in trauma from bad wipeouts and bad experiences and good experiences and and the pressure on yourself to mm-hmm. I gotta one up what I did and yeah. that's so scary because yeah. that's a huge yeah. risk and like, but these new waves, you don't have any built-in trauma from the wave. You've never been worked there. You've never been slammed on the bottom, and so you go in like kind of like ignorant. Yeah, and then you end up just getting sick ones because of that. Yeah, like you show I was up gonna, get, yeah. I was gonna ask you at that huge left create trauma. <laughs> what your mindset was because sometimes new waves, it's like what is it like ignorance is bliss. You know, That's like it. it could be super fucking gnarly, but you're like, I've never been here. Fuck it. Yeah. And then like you were sending it. Yeah. And um, but then there's other times where I'm like, ooh, I don't know this wave. Yeah, you have like, like the- that. Um boogie board slab that you were just at when i surfed there years ago i was like looking at the rocks and i was like thinking about great whites i was like i'm not comfortable i was tripping just because that unfamiliar thing so it's a it is a trip how it could go either way it goes either way and it's just dependent on like i swear it's so dependent on like what you're feeling on that day yeah you know like you can still like if you yeah a little your willpower is a little worn out you don't have the push yeah but if it if it's fired up then you can like push into something and just put the blinders on and go like it's been a while since like when we're groms it seems every session we'd have that moment of putting the blinders on and like i'm going on anything that comes yeah but it fades away with waves you surf a ton i think with new it, spots you it's all of a sudden you're like i'll test this thing like let me see what's on the other side yeah, yeah. For glory. <laughs> explore that inside. Like, i rock am i gonna go over that oh no <laughs> You're just out there creating new trauma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. New trauma. Yeah. I think the a big part too, traveling, I think when you're younger, maybe, I'm not saying we're old or anything, but like when we're late teenagers traveling like overnight and just getting there and having like 16 hours to get ready for a swell was much easier, you know? Yeah. You could get to bed easier, your body recovers quicker, but now I'm like, oh, I feel jet lagged and oh, like weird. I'm dying. We we're blown from our... <laughs> San Fran to Tahiti trip. I was just like, remember we used to just get the red eye, sleep for two hours, and I go straight into ten foot chopes. Now it's yeah. so hectic. I remember just being like, maybe we're just in denial. We're like, we're fine. Yeah. And I'm just like puffy eyes, and like Nate just sends it on a ten footer, and Koa sends it on a ten footer. I'm like, I'm going next. And I'm just, ah. we we're just, I don't know. But uh, it's funny to see all the different things with time. Yeah. stages in life or you or we've just actually eaten shit enough to be like oh i don't know if i'm gonna send it send it like i mm-hmm. used to a little more mm-hmm. calculated like i've had spine surgery nate just broke his back mm-hmm. you broke your arm you've, surf you've the, had some serious injuries surf the pipe masters eight what? days after breaking my arm yeah what uh so back to the stunts we we're talking about you being in new zealand and pursuing that stuff what can't, I don't know if you can tell us because like movies are so weird, but like, what is the craziest stunt you've had to do in like this new movie world you're in? Mm, 
I've been hit by a car. I've okay. Wait, what? (laughs) You're hit by a car. (laughs) Like head, like explain. Just explain the story, please. Um, it was how fast was the car going? Sorry. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I don't know exactly. Not that fast, (laughs) but fast enough where my back broke the front windshield. I had pads on and I knew its exact route, and I was walking sideways, and it was coming from my left, and like it was kind of in my peripheral vision and it was hilarious i was with this stunt guy danny cam he's just a loose cannon super talented but was he was this loose cannon driving yes. the car yes <laughs> and it was so i'll make this look real good <laughs> yeah just hits and, 50 and he literally was just like he was like just roll over the hood i was like okay <laughs> i kind of just like i was like it was one of those things where it's like mindset like that day i felt good i was like woke up i was like let's get hit by a car yeah and um I didn't really overthink it. It kind of just like, and it went well. Yeah. But um, that was scary. I jumped in a helicopter for Magnum PI years ago, and I had a wig that was to my butt. And I was, for some reason, I was scared of the wig somehow, like, oh my getting gosh. pulled into the blades. That would be scary. And we're down at Marconi's, actually. I had to take a shot, do like this little front flip over this dirt hill, and then act injured, run, jump in the heli. As soon as I jumped in, I didn't have time to... Um, put the seatbelt on, and the thing took off and just did, like, this big spiral. So like, you just have to hang on. I was holding on, but I was so excited that I was, like, screaming, laughing. And luckily, the camera couldn't see me because I probably would have ruined the shot. Oh, my God. I have this fucking wig to my ass. Wait, were you playing wig. a girl or something? I was doubling this Asian guy who had super long hair. Okay. And um, I had, like, 50 pins in my hair that was stabbing my head so that that wig wasn't coming out no matter what no and it was like pinching my skin and i had the gnarliest headache it felt like someone was pulling my hair for eight hours straight it's a terrible feeling that is scary dude so that was a scary one just because anything with helicopters yeah is i mean if it goes wrong it's there's no coming back someone just sent one of those videos to the group text it was just horrendous it was just almost nearly what you're saying a guy heading towards a helicopter and his head Oh my gosh! Mist. I don't even want to see that. Right when you said the hair thing, I thought of that, and I was just like, "The oh horror!" God. Yeah, I had to run. It's disturbing. I had, the to, horror. I had to run it's towards. So bad. I had to run like, towards yeah, LA no where, I could where watch it was full like speed, like about to take off. Because as soon as we jumped in, it was going. So that was super scary. Um, other than that, just a ton of ratchet work, which is like when you're uh, attached by these cables and they mm-hmm. literally hit yeah. a button, and it's like Looney Tunes, like. Your body goes and you go so fast, you fold in half, and your face is like the last thing to go. And you just get the gnarliest whiplash. Oh my and God. I was getting really sore. Um, I was getting a really sore jaw. And I didn't know why until I watched the footage. My face was bending in half in slow mo on these red cameras. And I was just Jeez. like, I was like, that cannot be good for your body or your brain. I was like, even though I'm not getting knocked out, my brain is bouncing constantly. And I was just like, this shit is definitely not. You're like, well, I'm going to stop surfing for a little bit and like save some brain cells from hitting the water. And you're like, <laughs> not, not the case. work. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I was like, shit, it's so expensive in Hawaii. I need to buy a house. And yeah, I was like, I got to do what I got to do. Like, That's great. I mean, the pay is good, right? Yeah, it's amazing. When, when you do, say you, how does the pay work? So if you do like stunts, you get like a base pay. But if you do something crazy, like get hit by a car, do they mm-hmm. add on more money to yeah, your check? It's called, it's called an adjustment, which is basically a bonus. The more dangerous ascent, the higher the adjustment. 
the more times you do it, the higher the adjustment. So it's like, say they, for some reason, camera messed up and the car hit. I had to just do a ton compared to if I just do it once and it mm-hmm. goes perfect. If if I do it 10 times, I'm going to make way more than if I do it once. And then okay. do you get like the residuals, <clears throat> like an afterwood? Yep. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, so you so get residuals. your base pay and then your bonus pay and then... Residuals. And that's, that's what's crazy. great about um, TV shows, especially if they do well, they play a lot. So it's yeah. like I'm in a stage now where it's been almost six years of since. And now I'm starting to like come home to Little some checks. checks for work I did years ago. And that's usually when I'll just load up on fishing gear and buy stupid things because I'm like, oh, it's just residual money. I <laughs> I did this fight scene on Hawaii Five O five years ago and I got a check for it. And sometimes I get checks for 10 cents. Yeah. And sometimes they're thousands of dollars. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. it's, a, no, it's a cool thing, thing for sure. It's insane. I mean, that's how like a lot of the guys that worked on like Waterworld, they were Oh, saying, they're still getting they paid. They were saying like, we paid our houses off with residuals. Yeah, and you know what's amazing was that movie was considered a flop. Apparently it did terrible in the beginning. And it's one of my favorite movies. I thought it was awesome. It's like Mad Max on the water. Yeah. I've been telling every set I work on, I talk about it. And I'm like, they need to do a new one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, like, they do. Trying to plant that seed. Like, I'm like, they need to do another one. I'm like, Kevin Costner's still young enough. They he can do it. They need to, man. And I was like, we will just like. That be would be all time. Mad Max on the water. I can't think of a that funny thing. That would be so sick. The new Mad if Max anybody, is so sick. If anybody too. out there yeah. wants to do that, let's do it. That'd be awesome. Hire your boy. Yeah. Hire all of us. <laughs> get the, get I still get spot. residual checks from like <clears throat> six years ago of some random like work I did on stunts. Yeah. I don't even know how it works, but I still got money for it. It was like every time it plays, you're gonna get paid. That's it's so crazy. So, yeah, it's amazing. But it, it seems like not that sustainable for very long not if at you all. keep getting so beat up. Yeah. It's uh that's why I was like, we're young, we're healthy, we're entering our prime. I was just like, I'm going to go super hard and make what I can and hopefully eventually learn the business enough to start climbing the ladder and start coordinating and becoming the guy who's building the fight scenes, putting it together, hiring the people to work, and you can end up making more and you're not the one getting beat up anymore. So that's like the goal. But this is going all the way back to like when we were younger, you know, like, when you guys started making moves, started getting paid, I was just happy that I was just like, hey, it's okay if I have to work. I'm going to just, yeah. I'm going to make it happen. You know, I was like, I could get dropped by my sponsors and go work construction. Like, I'll, I'll be right. I could start a surf school. We have a lot of uh, good things around us. And you were smart and entered in the business world of uh, opening Sunrise Shack. And like, you were super savvy with um, your stocks and, networking and you're just a genius online with pushing all your social and like making good money. And I was just like, I was like, okay, we all got our, got our things going and the goal is to like, just have fun. Yeah. Cause like time is flying by and time is like, the older I get, the more I realize like time is like the most crucial thing. Money comes and goes, but time is like, you never get that back. It's like, uh, yeah, just trying to have a good time. I told Go yeah. and one of our other podcasts, I said, we already live the dream life. We just need the financial freedom to con- live it. <laughs> yeah. That's the goal. Yeah. Like, we just want to make enough money that we can live this same lifestyle till we die. We don't need more. Like, dude, yeah. we're just that yeah. fired up. We just want to have fun. We do. Exactly. Just like, this- just being, we're simple, fun, happy people. We just need to 
Just enough to yeah keep it keep, keep it the dream going, alive yeah. and just like uh, just surf big waves and party. <laughs> <laughs> That's the fucking motto for life. I'm hungover as we speak. Uh, um, we ask every one of our speaking of all the money stuff. We or we want to ask every one of our guests is um, if you have investments, what are they? And now you don't have to say numbers or anything like, but like whether it's stocks or real estate or things you're interested in. Like, are you investing on the side with what you're making on your jobs? You know. Um, you guys are kind of like my stock advisors. Oh, and man. I've only lost money. So <laughs> I, I've never made a penny listening to you guys. And so I gave up on stocks pretty uh, early. But I still, still hold in long term. I have a chunk that I'm yeah. not looking at. Like, that's the way. Whatever. Yeah. Apple and Tesla and shit. But uh, I was never educated. So I was never confident on that stuff. And I just was like, all oh, the boys are making money. I'm going to, I'm going to charge in there. And then also I was like, wait, thousand gone, thousand gone. Thousand gone. <laughs> and these guys are just cracking up like the next one. And then but all not, these not gone. You're holding for long term. Yeah. I'm never going to yeah. sell. I'm yeah. going to just buy high, sell low. <laughs> That's the best. Um, That's the way to do it. And, um, I remember NFTs and all this shit, crypto. And I was just like, I can't keep up. I was just like, it's not my passion, but my goal is real estate. Yep. I feel like land is gold. Look at when we were Groms Crazy. out here. This house we're in right now was probably what, 15 to 18 years ago. It was 100,000. Now it's probably what? Millions. I don't know. Yeah, no. They it's yeah. crazy. It's not even, it's, it's a joke out here. Yeah. So, like, my dad's place, he got, um, I can't remember the year, but not that long ago, like in the teens years, 220,000. Oh my gosh. Same house. Nothing's changed. Over two mil. That's crazy. And I was just like, we could buy whatever if those were the same numbers, but it's a different world now. I'm like, remember when a hundred bucks was like a lot of money? Yeah. A hundred bucks now is like, you can't even fill your truck up. Especially here in Hawaii. Yeah, my truck's a hundred. Do we get political right now and talk about Joe Biden? (laughs) (laughs) Good. Let's not. What's it called? I saw a funny meme. It's like, Born too early to be a TikTok star. Born too late to own property. <laughs> yeah. we, we just fell like oh right in the middle. Right in the middle of the <laughs> wow. yeah. Like hits. properties are already skyrocketing. Yeah. And we're just like... <laughs> wait, wait for us. That's funny. I agree. Oh, made me laugh. Killer. Memes are the only thing I look at on social media pretty much. Meme is the new form of comedy. I've never laughed so hard. I do. It's so funny what a couple words laugh. can like yeah. do and make you... How it hard they can make you laugh. It. All time. I scroll and just crack up. I'm like, <laughs> and we just, I like get all excited when I find a good one I know you guys haven't seen yet. And I'm like, sending just it. can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. You just know your friends are just going to chuckle at it. You're yeah. like, Dude, I have my own meme page. This is memeing. <laughs> just go yeah. follow it on yeah. Instagram. Yeah. I'll just like go dark for like a month and then post like 15 yeah, memes that I've got socked up. Yeah, go check it out. This is memeing. Um, Anything what else, else you want to talk about? Covered? Um, Let's keep it going. I guess I, I think another segment that would be cool when we have surf guests on. I was just thinking about it. Is we're almost at an hour here, so we'll get it wrapped up soon. But what is um, your go-to board size and type of board for big wave slabs and then um, small waves? So we'll start with big, like Jaws board. Yep, whatever you want. Uh, my magic number the last couple years has been ten o ten two. For huge jaws, uh, outer reefs out here, um, Pizel quad. Um, I just 
put my life and trust into Paisel Sports, and um, we've all ridden his boards for so many years. Yeah. It's like pretty cool. Like um, the first year, I think it was 2020, I got into the Jaws event with you guys. I had a brand new board. Remember, we all stayed together and we're yep. blasting house music on the way to the comp and stuff. I had a brand new 10 or 10-2, and I just was like, this is the board I'm writing. I waxed it up that morning. Went out and um, got a psycho one, crazy one. I ended up winning XXL awards. So good on a board that I rode for the first time, and that's the confidence you need to have in the equipment you're using, and um, that's the trust we have with Pizel. And um, I ride for Darren Hanley, and um, he was super cool to like let me work with Pizel for the mm -hmm. big boards because he makes the best short boards I've ever felt in my life. Small wave boards, pipe boards, it's like. I feel like it's changed my surfing for the better. Like I was never a QS guy and then I got on his boards and then started competing and had the bowls event. Yeah. And like, so his boards were crazy. Um, so big boards, Pizel, 10-0, uh, quads. quads for the speed. I know you're breaking into the thruster. What thing. about slabs for you? Slabs. Chokes, only, pipe, that size range. Only thruster. I will not ever ride a quad. Yeah. especially if we're going backside and you're taking off upside down and you're putting all that pressure on that rail. I'm so scared of the tail to the beach. Drift. And are you on DH or the DHD DHDs or Pizel for those slab boards DHDs for the slab boards and like um, size range go to for huge pipe, big chopes, um, six, 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 four. Yep. And, um, I think we've all done a pretty good job at like finding the perfect balance of enough foam under the chest where yep. it paddles like a bigger board, but then you take off, got a nice thin tail, pulled in rails, and you just, boards are just so sick. Yeah. I can just nerd out on boards all day. I kind of love looking at step ups and bigger boards more than short boards too. Yeah. I don't know why. I think I just like the look of them more. And then, um, yeah, so 6.6, six, 6.4 six, is the go-to. Round pin, thruster. And was last small wave grindy. Yeah. yeah, just your go-to ripboard Rockies is four, four to five foot. I'll go out. I'll go five ten squash tail, decent amount of foam. I want it light enough where my foot will go right through it for a session. <laughs> Super light because because yeah. the best I like boards, light boards too. Yeah, good Me boards too. don't last, and um, I'd rather have a good board with a short life than a shitty board that I that lives forever that you're not gonna ride. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a bummer when you fold a blade but you're like okay it went out on its shield yeah and yeah so those are my boards sweet cool nice wrap it up that's it's been it. an hour we did it did it yeah thanks eli for coming on hey, thank you guys for i'm having sure me. we'll have you on again yeah. at some point that was fun i'm uh i'm not as nervous anymore he was like oh should i put some points out i was like, like no, no, i don't work. know what to do with my hands no we just talk. To talk yeah about. well that's thank cool. you guys for watching like this video subscribe to our channel and we're gone for a little bit, but we're going to stock up a bunch of podcasts and get them out to you guys. So if we leave, we won't stop putting them out like we just did, but we're back. So thanks for watching. Subscribe. We'll see you on the next one. See you guys. You.